0: The following program is designed to engage, educate, and empower the least among us. The contents of this may not fit or connect with the views of all, but is designed to speak to all it's destined to impact. So if it doesn't make sense to you, it's because it doesn't affect you. Be thankful and let's keep it moving. All right, let's get to it, to it. The Bible says work while it's day because night will surely come. But then again, if you're oppressed, you look forward to night because once that sun sets, that's a great opportunity for you to do what you do. Hmm? It, yeah, I'm a goat. They don't want it, yeah. they scared of what I know. Told you the budget, yeah, I gotta get my own. Shout out my bros, this right here deserves a toast. Hey, it's EDB, that's Eric Deshawn Barrett for this day 27 of month 2, 2024, as we are moving into the last days that society, our culture has deemed a moment to pause and celebrate African-American history. Now I know what some of you are thinking. Well, he only gave us the shortest month of the year. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. Because truth of the matter is, regardless of what society gives, I mean, the gays can say that they throw them over the month of June. What happens in June? Not much, nothing. Then they got to slide in with Juneteenth. And the moral is, we have the opportunity to do what we do here, regardless of what month it is. Right? That's the way I take from it. I would like in this last moment, while everybody is still focused, I would like to imagine. If you could just just for a second, let's just pause right here. That might be a great opportunity for you to open up that uh, that uh, reflection app. Just go ahead and open that reflection app. Set it to a few minutes here. And. uh I'm going to do that. Mr. DJ, ma'am DJ, non binary DJ, how you doing over there? We 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 we, we definitely uh, are doing this off the cuff. We we're not we don't we don't know what we're doing right here. You you know how we do. I'm trying to uh I'm trying to get to um I'm trying to get somewhere and it won't let me get there. Uh I'm I, I don't know what I'm doing with this this dumb thing. I I, I want to uh there's what I want. I want to turn that off so that we can hear it when it goes off. Yes, I want noise. But uh, let us put about three minutes on the clock. Do you have your mindfulness app? Can you open that up real quickly right there? I thank you for being with us wherever you are. Uh, that is definitely a good thing that you're with us. On behalf of the platform which you've chosen to consume this, that is great. And you've done everything to make sure you get these pieces of business each and every time they're released to the internet. All that good stuff. We talked about that earlier on and then we uh, reminded or will be reminded in the end. But but I just wanted to appreciate you for what it is that you do. But uh, if you got that, that thing open there, I would like for us to put three minutes on the clock. We're not going to take too long with this. And I'm going to hit this reflect button. And we're going to take a moment to pause. Just you and I. And uh, I'm going to hit begin. And here is what I would like for us to think about. I would like for us to imagine if the only way we could achieve our dreams and our goals the only way that we could be somebody was by dark, quiet, secret moves. And most of all, by being scared that if you ever caught, that is the end. You know, as we, as we really sit here and reflect, before we get into all the hooblahs, Some folk will say. Well tell me what's going on. And then let's reflect about it. No I think you already know enough. To reflect. Because the truth is. If you think about it. You do not have. That bad of a life. Yes there's some issues. That's going on. Mama may be acting crazy. Daddy may be nowhere to be found. And if he is found. You wish he was nowhere to be found. But. In this society, in this 2024, there are so many different programs and so many different opportunities, especially if you somebody like me, meaning you at my age in life, you have so many different places you can run, so many different places you can hide that you don't have to deal. That's the progression. That is the thankful progression of our culture. But imagine if your little problem and I say that your little problem and I hope you can get to the point where you see it as your little problem was escalated 10 times, a thousand times worse than it is now. Imagine if you had to find yourself sleeping and slipping and cripping and creeping. Always having to watch your back. Just trying to live your life the way you believe you should live it. This got nothing to do with whether or not it's right or wrong. I'm talking about my friends over in the LGBTQIA. Whether or not you are living by the Bible is your business. But the fact that we have to hide. Because other people can destroy us from just doing what we do. Just living the life that you. It's bad enough you got to stand before God. But now you got to stand before people. And moving back. Into the early days. Into the days of slavery. Into the days of segregation. Think about that. I would like for us to focus our attention today on a few things. We're going to talk about. Uh, We're going to talk about this idea of traveling by the pale of moonlight, if you please. That's kind of where I would like for us to focus our attention if we can. We're going to read uh, John, the gospel according to John, uh, uh, chapter 9, verses 4 and 5. We're going to read that and and do our little thoughts on that. Our track of the day, Mr. DJ, Madam DJ, Non-Binary DJ, Unforgivable by Jim Youssef. And Shihaya Mazel. And we're going to talk about Pastor. Talk about Pastor Isabel. Pastor Isabel, uh, what's her name? Pastor Isabel Bomfrey. Yeah, we're going to talk about her uh, today. And finally, we're going to take a little moment when faith is forbidden. We're going to talk about Driven to be the Best. About this young man named Inman. Out in the land. Let me make sure I told you where he is from. Uh, uh I, won't, I won't lie to you. He is Inman. Where are you Inman?
1: You are where?
0: You are you ain't there. Uh why you wanna turn the page right? Come on now. Why you be why you doing this to me? <sighs> Don't you hate when that happens? Turkey. He's in Turkey in the year twenty ten. Is where Brother Inman is. Let me put that right there. So I ain't got to fight that no more. Uh, And uh, we're going to talk about how this all, I believe, applies right here in Norfolk, Virginia. But before we do that, we want to send out our thoughts. 54 million people at the time that I paid attention last. Major areas like Chicago, Detroit, Indianapolis. Uh, the day began uh, a little bit quiet for them fine folks. Uh, but Bob Van Dylan, the resident weather watcher, says that it's going to get bad. It's going to get hot, then blow, blow them tornadoes, them thunderstorms. Then it's going to get cold. Mm-hmm. Arkansas, add them there. Ohio Valley add them there Missouri Louisville Cleveland Pittsburgh and Milwaukee add all them to the list all them fine folks are uh, in danger of major weather events that could change their their whole existence if you please and so please keep them in your thoughts and in your prayers if you take a little moment of pause and quiet to transition, uh, just a little moment. We'll pause right here. Mm-hmm. You'll hear a musical little thing that just give you time to just <sighs> relax your brain and pray a little bit. Take a little minute for the calls, and we'll be right back. Gospel of John uh, the gospel theologians suggest is the Gospel of Gospels. It contains one clause within its text uh, as it's found as I said we're going to read a little bit later in uh, number nine round about verse four clause four uh, We'll get to that but my focus is on the premise. That working uh, during the day is the most efficient way to be productive. Most of us come from a culture when you think about uh, the early days before uh, Thomas Edison did what he did. Before our homes were fully electrified, even after he did what he did, it took some time for us to get to the point of uh, full electricity and 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 being able to uh, distance ourselves or, or not fully rely upon the uh, the sun. But think about it. before that, we didn't have night lights and work lights and and your crewmen and your persons who even did work out in the streets they couldn't uh do those night jobs that they do now uh, because how you gonna see in the dock? so work while it's day but then i began to think about the struggle the best way for freedom if you think about it back in the day uh to societal or even economic advancement. All those accounts as freedom. Uh, But the best way was by the paleness of the moonlight. You think about abolitionists. We've been on that conversation about those fine folks. The majority or the best work that they ever achieved was done at night when nobody else was looking. Then you think about even in this culture, which most people don't think about because I didn't think about it until I took time to actually think about it. The average job, which one can you know, have with little training. uh, You can acquire is uh, we call on the graveyard shift. You make a lot more money on the graveyard shift or you get that time and a half because you decide that. Instead of taking your cheer into the park on Saturday or to a baseball game or to some type of activity that uh, can help advance their uh, community skills and their societal growth like baseball or swimming meets or something of that nature that most likely only happens on Saturday mornings because that's when the clubs get together. But you can't do that because you didn't decide that you can get that good time and a half because while the other parents... Is out at the ballpark and wherever they going, you go to work and 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 because they need you. That time and a half, and then while everybody is sitting at home and the other mamas and daddies are sitting at home opening presents on Christmas or carving the turkey at Thanksgiving or. Talking about where all would ever be forgotten there. Something, something, something did Jobs, all that good stuff. by Fabi. Beneath Fabi. What is it? Beneath Felice? Felice. Right? That we doing? I'm talking about New Year's. That we doing? Felice? Uh-huh. when I mean, you doing all that. Some of them. You at the job. Because you get that time and a half. That's the pale, if you please, of the Moonlight. Now, the other part that I speak to, I don't want you to feel or get the impression that old EDB is out here in these streets endorsing criminals. Don't go tell nobody. You know, I listen to that Eric Barrett podcast. That, hey, it's EDB. It's on the, uh, the, 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 the that thing. Mm-hmm. What thing? That thing. The thing that you can listen to all the, all the, it's like the radio, you know all the podcasts, Google Play and and Apple Play and Spotify and and you all them things you heard about, right? I don't know all the junk work. I appreciate you for for trying to share that, by the way. But I heard on that podcast to him where he was talking about the criminals and all this other good stuff. And and, and if you if you if, well, let me let me let me let me just let me for just a second, let me park there for just a second because. You know, I've been talking about my councilman here in this town. Old Councilman Page. J.P. Page is his name. And I've been talking about how we've been having discussions. You know, it's all public knowledge. I ain't telling you no secrets. There's, there's no breaking news here. With everything here, old, I'm, I'm appreciative that you listen. Because we don't talk about nothing that you ain't already heard. But old Councilman J.P. Page wanted to bring the criminals to the table want to have a conversation with the millionaires and the criminals in the same room. Some of us, you thought it was stupid. Look at me like I'm, look at me like you know we telling the truth. This, this is a safe truth for space. Every last one of us thought it was dumb. Because it goes against societal norms. Especially for us stuck up bougie people. Won't pay no attention to no stuff like that. We were taught and trained that you had to be better than those people, that you better go out and make a name for yourself and, and pick your head up and don't get no record because you cannot afford to be associated with that kind of filth. That that is the the ref of society. You don't even know what ref mean? Might not even be a word. Somebody get uh, Dr. Lewis Henry Gates on the phone. See, we can't make it one, though. That dictionary coming out next year, ain't it? And so uh that said, I, I I don't want you to feel all of you who look up and, and, and have a higher regard than me, than the than, than the scum of the earth, as you would say. Oh Lord, we gotta pray for brother Barrett. Uh I, I, I think he didn't became no no we're just we're just peeling back the onion and looking at this objectively hmm. So I'm not endorsing the criminal. I'm not endorsing criminal activity, but I said all that Leah to say that I understand it. I understand it. When your back is against the wall economically. Think about it. When you are literally scraping for the bottom of the barrel economically when you don't know your head from your hole or from a hole in the ground, literally, when you got troubles on every side, you got bills piling in, but ain't no money piling in. You 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 gonna do whatever you gotta do to survive. And what if we looked at these people as desperate folks who feel as though they have tried Everything in the world and nothing has seemingly worked for them. And most of them have never been given the tools to actually do what they need to do anyway to make a success out of their life. They've just been fed something out of that education system that wasn't designed for them to be a success anyway. It was nothing but a glorified babysitting club because FDR needed all the mamas and the daddies down there trying to help us win the wall. You thought about that? That's your school that they've been struggling with. Let I me mean, think about this. Let's, let's side note for a second. Because a- FDR, that was Franklin Delano Roosevelt. The D stands for death because God bless him. That's what saved him because he ain't had to clean up this crap he started. But FDR needed the war effort to be strong and powerful. And I'm flipping my fingers because he needed it moving like that. That's the snap of the fingers. And so he, the, 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 all, the, all the youngins, all the boys... And the men's was out there with their guns pointing in the the direction of Hitler. But they need uniforms. They needed meals cooked so they could put the MREs out there to get the ships and everything. They needed the nurses on the ships to help because the people were dropping like flies and they got to go patching back up so they can put them back in the game. So they need the mamas and the daddies out there. So what are they going to do with these babies? Well, let's start this school system. And it was only supposed to be temporary until we finished the war. But here's the problem we left out of World War II, then we ended up in Korea. After we got out of Korea, then we ended up in Vietnam. While I was in Vietnam, we had the Cold War. Before we got to the Cold War, we had segregation, integration. We had all this other good nonsense going on with black versus white people trying to get us some rights. They were killing each other down in the South, so we needed the National Guard to be beefed up to do all this stuff. And by the time we finally got to a peaceful state, it took almost 30 years to get to a peaceful state from the 40s to the 70s. When y'all went out there and started burning your bras and catching AIDS in the desert. Now we came up with this education system. We ain't got no walls to fund no more. We ain't got no walls to train these kids for no more. So what we going to do with them? That's why your education system don't work. But anybody gonna talk about that because that don't win no votes. So what about these people? These folks who have tried everything and, and what they've been taught makes absolutely no sense. And so they find themselves kind of wandering in the wilderness until they just get frustrated. Just go break in your house and steal your cheese. Uh-huh. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to think about while I wow in this moment, the FTC, that's the Federal Trade Commission, they are in many cases, we are in agreement in this in this argument because there was something that just popped up today. If you heard about it, or has it definitely came to the forefront, should I say today was the Kroger uh, Albertson, the they're doing a merger, a twenty five billion dollar merger. And the FTC is like, Ew. that's a good horse sound when he takes it. He he pauses. He says, you know, like the bus. You know, it's kind of like it's kind of like the bus when you put it in 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 park or you put the brakes on. It's funny how they, that's where they get horsepower because that bus really sounds like I can't do it anymore. Yeah, something like that. Uh, oh, okay. All right. We need to turn this back off because now you're making noise and telling me that I need to do something. I know what I need to do. Don't don't be don't be making no noise and and letting me know. We know. We getting there. We talking about it right now. It wanted to remind me to tell you about this Alberson problem because it fits in connection with what we're talking about, where this uh, Alberson and Kroger. Would combine. combined, they're already number two and number four. These two institutions, these grocery institutions. So, you're taking the second largest grocery chain and the fourth largest grocery chain and putting them together. I'm so glad this is not video because you didn't see that I called for a two and only had a one in my hand. My fingers won't, won't they, they just didn't listen. I got the four, but didn't get the two, but it's all right now. It's all right now, and you didn't see it. so you wouldn't have known if I didn't tell you. so let's move on. You're taking number two and number four and combine them together. Now, what does that do? Does that put them still in the top four? I believe I read the article here and we had it pulled up here uh somewhere. Uh, I think this is right over in here. We got it. Let, let's go back down here, up here, and, and see it is at the top of this. Uh, the, uh, the FTC, uh, where is it? Uh, the, 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 the Kroger, that's not where I want to go to yet. I want to talk about, okay, so let's see. The FTC alleges that the merger Which would combine the second and fourth largest grocery store chain in the States United. Uh, That's not what I wanted to go to. I wanted to talk about. We're going to get to that. But I want to talk about what would this be? Um, Kroger already pledged. That's not what I'm looking for. I thought I saw it here. You might be able to find it if you uh, continue to look harder. Uh, she, both companies claim the customers. Uh, the proper, the proposed mega grocery chain would own five thousand plus stores across the country, including proper Fred, Ralph, Safeway, the Steel. Uh, Short of the 5,200 stores, Walmart, and more than 25% of the market share. So uh, I'm thinking that they're going to go from being two and four to a solid two is what I'm picking up from uh, this, uh, what what the morning is brewing. And that would mean that under Walmart this is it right now some are arguing that, that what calls for prices to go down or excuse me prices to go up and wages to go down when prices go up wages come down they used to sing it down to church but they ain't singing like that they used to say when blessings no, when praises go up Blessings come down and you would think when you work hard and do a good job that that is sending your your uh, appreciation up and your wages should come. But that don't have I guess. So we got some cases here that we want to talk about because uh, that focuses on our personal economy. This merger, how does that help us to get jobs? How does that help us to advance ourselves? Because around here in Norfolk, which we're going to get to in just a few seconds. We're going to talk about that. But that is very important to me as I think about right here in in our little area of Norfolk, Virginia, the NFK. But let's talk about freedom of speech because if we can't find a place to work, now we also can't find a place to express How we feel it, because that's one of the problems that the FTC is arguing in this case here. They're arguing that, well, you're going to encroach upon people's right to actually have a say in where they work and how they work and the conditions of their work. That goes into freedom of speech. The lack of unionization is a lack of free speech or a lack of a corporate speech where the employee has a voice, right? Okay. But in our, there's some court cases going on before the Supreme Court right now that I want to talk about. Net Choice versus Paxton. And Net Choice versus Moody. They're basically Republican cases. That are arguing that the internet, if you please, should not have the right to remove Donald. I mean, that's basically what it is. You can't silence Donald and people who agree with him and who speak uh, in his way, you cannot silence him. That's what they're arguing. Now, I don't want to get caught up in the in the uh, in the weeds here, the political mumbo jumbo. Uh, but I do want to focus on uh, why we we must be able to fully define free speech. And I would hope that in these cases that uh, both parties will be able to navigate and help uh, uh, the SCOTUS, Supreme Court of the States United, to fully define once and for all what is free speech. Because we can't just go around and saying, well, everybody who says what we don't like, we get the right to shut them down. But at the same time, You can't go around and say, well, we should be able to call people all sorts of names and and derogatory terms and things that can get us canceled. This whole canceling thing is a problem, but not doing anything is also a problem. So define what free speech is and for some African-American people and minority people. There's some aspects of conversations that we would like to have amongst our people, amongst our society, or should I say with our society, that may not necessarily find itself in the good graces of the people. Sometimes we just want to call you a damn nigga. Because that's what we do. So now we have this uh, committee of mostly white people or white adjacent. You know what that is. Who can dictate. Well we don't think you should say it like that. Why can't I say what I say amongst my people. Why can't I be who I am in my hood. In my circle. You know. They don't mean I. So so free speech is something. That we have to talk about. One of the. Most exciting ways. That I believe. We can support free speech is by supporting creative and artistry. Creative could be books that we read, uh, poems that we read. Uh, dealing in people who make vlogs or blogs, or or who are out here in these streets, utilizing their skills and their talents to not only make the world a better place, but make their own personal place a better place, and they're deciding that like I, this guy named Drew Bills that I watches on the internet. Yes, he's a white guy, but again, again, how many black guys you got on the internet? It's hard, and in between, is actually doing something other than yapping. You know, I'm telling the truth. Let's not t- oh, I'm. I'm sorry was that a cancelable offense Lord Jesus please forgive me If I sit here and do the whole Hail Mary Thing seal of the cross I wish this Was video sometimes so you can see when I'm doing Stuff but the moral of the story is you got Musicals you got musicals. People's out here Mr. DJ Madam DJ non Binary DJ how is you be That's the question I want to know how is you be Not how are you doing Not How is it going but how is you be Mr. DJ, Madam DJ, Non Binary DJ, the trinity, the trinity of music on behalf of no copyright sound out here in these streets, empowering greeters through royalty free and no copyright sound. Yes, they are doing that. Mr. DJ, Madam DJ, Non Binary DJ, you can help us today. You can help us to support free speech with the track that you're going to present to us today it's unforgivable by jim Youssef and shihaya mazel mr dj madam dj non-binary dj would you if you don't mind play that track for us right now you know those words they hurt me You'd find out what made me angry Then use it to your ability Now you're trying to avoid me You're the big problem here A bully to many for so many years Now shut your mouth, close your ears Never learned your lesson and nobody cares That's what you're here for Here to make me miserable, I know You get joy out of it You hurt me but call me the same No, you ruined my childhood you hurt me and do it all over again You ruined my childhood You'd hurt me and do it all over again Never was anyone's friend in class You always seemed angry and mad But I know deep down you are so sad You are so sad Happy people don't do shit like that So stop dragging me down So stop dragging me down That's what you're here for allow us to turn our attention to the gospel according to John, the gospel according to John chapter 9 verses 4, I was hoping that you would have that already open when we announced it, if you don't, I do appreciate it, if you would open it, if you have to pause right here, that would be alright, but we're going to read it now. Thank you for coming back. Those of you who had to pause, glad you could get on back on board with us. Chapter nine, verse four of St. John or the gospel according to John, however you wish to uh, look at this piece of business. It says we must do the works of him who sent me. While it is day, let's read that again to make sure we understood it. I'm reading from the Christian standard version of the Bible. Some of your translations may read a little bit differently. I definitely understand. So just in case we we might find ourselves there, let's read this slowly and, and very methodical. It says, we must do the works of him who sent me. While it is day, night is coming when no one can work. Now, I want to point out one or two details to you. Because uh, I read this text first and I've read this text for years. I've been in church, I want to say. Oh, 40 some years at least. Well, not 40 something. at least a good 35 because, you know, you have to add in when you came to consciousness and all. I read this text, read it in the King James Version. I wish I had the King James Version in front of me uh, so that we can read it while while it, while it it's, you know, I, you know what? Uh, pause, please. I, I went to get the, the King James. I went to get the King and there seems to be a little bit difference in, in this text because verse 4 in the Coleman or the Holman the CSB says we must but in the uh, the King he says i must so it's kind of like is this a singular objective is this a singular mission statement or is this a plural mission statement I, I can't figure that out as they would say i can't call it but here's the other piece that that fascinates me uh, this text bothers me because it seems to not speak to the ever-brewing struggle that was uh, going on in our culture but I had to remember. I, I, I really did. I had to sit down. Number one, I told you, I just read it. I read it like 14 times. I don't know if you've ever read the Bible. As I get all comfortable in my chair, please thank you for the noise that's coming up. My chair wants to say amen. So we got to pause and let him speak. But to, uh, I, I've I read the Bible. If you like me, you you read it. You stood it. You know you had something you want to talk about. So you got your mind right of what you wanted to say. And then you went back at the time that you was getting ready to present, like you like at the program was at seven thirty, and you started working on this maybe two weeks ago, so you read it, and you even read it again at like seven thirty this morning, only to get here seven thirty at night, read it again, and you went, wait, why well, I ain't see that this morning or two weeks ago? I that 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 whole we and I thing kinda kinda jarred me a little bit. But the other part that was fascinating was uh, verse five. Now, before I get to verse five, let me hang out in verse four a little bit. Put the put the keybosh on this, if you please. Verse four paints a picture of what the world should be, and I believe what we have a problem when we deal with evangelicals, when we deal with uh, anybody who struggles in the faith. What I believe. We must focus our attention on it. If we we take the time to put this into perspective, here's what we're going to find. That the majority of the people that we are dealing with are operating off of what the world should be. But they have no context as to how to operate off the world the way it is. So we're getting angry. We're getting frustrated. We're getting pissed off with people because they they out of touch all they're doing is painting or reading the tea leaves the way the world should be verse four tells you the way it should be but verse five if you look at it a little bit differently Kinda dust your glasses off a little bit. Get some of them little uh, wipes. I got them wipes from the from the Amazon, the MaxiClean wipes. Ah, I gave you free publicity now. Why don't you go ahead and bless me with some money, old MaxiClean? If you look at it, clean yourself, clean your eyeballs out a little bit, and get the little crud out the side so you can see clearly. It says, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Oh, baby keys, baby keys. So now we go from, all right, if I have to do things that contradict, that speak against the societal standard, it's because I am not looking At the light from societal standpoint. Jesus said we must work while it's day because night will surely come when no man can work. Society says it cuts off here. Society says that we can't do this because of this. Society says this is our our parameter where we must stay in. But Jesus says, I'm sorry for that clap, but I felt good. I felt that one. I ain't trying to preach to you. I'm just getting happy because I understand what's going on here. See, see, happiness doesn't come from just a sermon and a preacher just doing all he's doing. It's when you realize, like, dang, that's what that is. It's the same concept. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, "Listen, I get what that says, but that's why you got me here to think a bit, to think about this a little bit differently, huh?" To see that you know what you might have to go through the back door a little bit. But that's alright because I am here and me has the ability to change the rules. So as long as I'm in this thing. The light will always shine. It may shine differently. But it will always shine. That's what I got from that text. That sounded like a sermon. And I'm so sorry, but I would like for you to, to think about that if you can. To process that a little bit if you can. The gospel according to John, chapter number 9, verses 4 and 5. Them two right there. They'll make you feel some type of way. I promise you. May the good Lord. Yes, sir. May he add a blessing. Ah to the reading, dear Lord of your already blessed word. Amen. Amen and amen. You you may ask yourself why do I uh focus a lot on the Bible? Well I I had a conversation with my mama this morning and I talked to her about the prophetic tradition, which of course she didn't know about because God bless you they ain't teach us nothing in school. I told you what they did about that school. Let's not let's not go back, just hit that rewind button. You you, you don't even hit fifteen seconds. It's a long way back. This is just pause it and just zoom on back and hope for the best. Somewhere back there it is. They got transcripts coming out on the podcast and that, by the way, side note, shout out to the Apple podcast with this whole transcript thing that allows you to go in and read the, the, uh, if you can't understand me, you can read it. And I think it may be able to, uh, uh, do it in various languages and official languages. Of course, we, we ain't got hood rat yet. We're working on it though. We're working on it. Dr. Gates is going to start with the Negro dictionary. And then from there, hopefully we can get hood rat as an official language. And then we can get that translated. Don't laugh at me. I told you not laugh at me. So I was talking to her about the prophetic tradition. And uh, one of the things that I wanted to focus on, which, which she didn't understand, was that the prophetic tradition basically was the fact that anything that dealt with the advancement of people whether it was minorities whether it was women everything started in the church the politician if you go back and look at the history of this nation and look at uh, the the people who uh, actually made rules or or should i say who truly affected change they were not politicians they were preachers the prophetic tradition uh, basically uh, inscribes that the the pathway to effective change particularly for a minority now there are those and other ideologies that can that can boost on different things and and i welcome your uh perspective but what i want you to understand in this context i'm talking about minority i'm talking about black issues now what happened in european culture and all that other good stuff they got into black folks now you might try to incorporate that into black folks. That's great. You ain't got nothing better to do with your time. But for those of us who are trying to figure out how to walk a chew bubble gum, we can't. We can't. We can't go that far. That's gonna mess us up. So let's just stick to what we talking about right up in here. For black people, the prophetic tradition means that in order or in order back then in time for change to truly be effective, for change to truly happen, it was initiated amongst the people of faith, whether it was the Presbyterian white people and the Quaker white people who were helping to maneuver people through what was called the Underground Railroad or the black abolitionists who were doing their part to try to spread the gospel of freedom and justice. That's what they preached. Most folks get mad at me. Talk about, oh, Eric Berry brings all this other stuff into the church. He don't talk about the bloodstained banner of Jesus. Well, well, well. Your, your ancestors didn't necessarily talk about the bloodstained banner of Jesus. They talked about how the bloodstained banner of Jesus would get them freedom. And how we could utilize the bloodstained banner of Jesus to propel our people. And most importantly, to propel our nation to to higher heights and deeper depths, as they would say down at the church. That being said, I'm going to talk about Pastor Isabel uh, Bomfrey. Pastor Isabel Bomfrey uh, was born in 1797. And Bomfrey was set free when her birth state of New York outlawed slavery. In 1827, so she was set free about let's see, that's about 30 when she became a free woman. Past the bomb free, Isabella Bomb free, inspired by mystical experiences. She joined the household of watch this. This is important to me. I hope it'll be important to you too. An evangelical missionary now. I don't care about Elijah Pearson. That could be Cotton Pearson for all I care. But here's the point that I hope that you highlight. And shout out. And thank you, should I say thank you. Shout out to the Black History Book. This is by uh, DK. Do you know what DK is? Let's take some time here to uh, to uh, make sure we understand what DK is. DK as I peel to the front of the book and see if it's there. Uh, this is called The Big Ideas Simply Explained. Uh, DK uh, is, uh, well, it's an organization. Uh, it's out of London, is DK. And I'm trying to see if it tells me, it, maybe it's just DK. The Penguin House, uh, the Penguin Random House. It doesn't tell me what DK is. D, maybe it's just DK. That's all it is. Ain't nothing else to it. All right, nonetheless, uh, DK is the book that has this. And you can get, as I call this, the big or the black book, uh, the black history book. You can get this. And on page 176 is where I am reading. I would like for you, it says, she joined the household. I would like for you, if you will, get you... A red or white or whatever you want to do, but well, don't get white unless you, I mean, because that might be white out, but you know, you don't want to do that. But just underline, I got me a green little, little uh, tub pin evangelical. That's all we want to talk about because we start, we find ourselves in a culture today with a group of people. Who have seemingly lost their way. They call themselves the party of Lincoln. But yet everything that they are doing. To this point. Is contradictory. Of the foundation. That they were built upon. I would like for you to submit to your brothers and sisters of the evangelical faith. Of the Republican community. Listen. This is not what you did. This is not what your ancestors and your fellow Republican ancestors were all about. These people were abolitionists, these evangelical folks, especially in the North. Now, if we're living off of Southern principles, which some of them are, and then, you know, that's a whole nother conversation for a whole nother day because evangelical meant two different things via North and South. That's why you have most of your denominations when you think about them. They're all split into two. And the main reason. If not the only reason. Why these denominations are split into two. Is because one believed that the Negroes should be locked up. And the other ones believed they should run free. That's why you got Northern Christians and Southern Christians. That's, they, that, that's the only reason. Whole Southern Baptist Church. Just because they wanted slaves. So uh, Isabella Baumfree, Passer pass the bomb free she won't pass it in so we just gonna say sister Isabella Bonfrey, uh moved into uh, this missionary this evangelical missionary called Elijah Pearson in New York City and that's when she became Reverend Doctor Isabella Bonfrey. Uh she advocated the brotherhood of man and the abolition, the abolition Of slavery. She advocated. The brotherhood. Of man. The betterment. Of the man. She she did not try to diminish. The man. She tried to enhance. The man. And also. At the same time. Was outspoken. For the betterment or against policies that did not uh, bring forth a society that uh, supported the betterment of women. That was her mission statement. Uh-huh. So, Sister Bombfree became, as I said, reverend, a pastor Bombfree, And in 1843, left New York City in order to travel up and down the land. And when she really settled in to her mission statement, she changed her name from Pastor Isabella Bomfrey to Pastor Sojourner Truth to symbolize her desire to spread the truth about the gospel and slavery. She was a sojourner of truth. Ah, you, you get how she did that? She was a smart woman. Probably couldn't read or right, but she was a smart woman. And looking at her picture, oh, she was ugly as a dog frog, but she was a smart woman. Yes, sir. Truth continued to preach and campaign until well into her 70s. After the 13th Amendment, Abolishing slavery was passed in 1865. She campaigned for the repeal of segregation laws. And she did that until she died in 1883 at the age of 86. Now focus with me on some things. One thing in particular that I would like to to just put into your brain for consideration she fought to get the 13th Amendment passed. The 13th Amendment which abolished slavery. We heard that, right? We know that. Okay, cool. But let's put this into our pipe and smoke it. Can we smoke on something a little bit? Just a little bit. Yeah, roll up. Roll up. Uh, The Civil Rights Act. Mm-hmm. Civil Rights Act. When was that passed? Don't tell me it was a century late. Oh gosh, you gonna tell me? I told you not to tell me that. You remember Get Smart when she said, "Don't tell me." Maxwell Smart, Agent Ninety Nine. Oh no, Agent Eighty Six. He was. His partner was Agent Ninety Nine. Gosh, he was cute. Woo. Uh, get your blood pressure down, brother. Mm hmm. And sister too. I understand. It's twenty-four. it's twenty-four. You can get your blood pressure down too. Um, Patricia DeRosa, I remember that, that got me in trouble first with the gay rights community because I, I, I did not know that Patricia DeRosa, well, she was just Nell Porter on Boston Legal, I think it was Boston Legal, or was it Ally McBeal, no, it was Ally McBeal, she was on there, and she would, she was just pretty. But the uh, many of the gay rights activists got angry, especially at the dawn. I could understand it. They were all out there singing for their dinner and they were they were getting persecuted on every side. And so anytime somebody came up that might have did something they disagree with, they just snapped. I get it. The moral of the story is that, um, you know, I, I that was my moment of, of struggle. When I didn't realize that, you know, you got to be careful. I realize that, you know, when you start making things like that that people might get some type they might feel some type of way so I say that just in case somebody comes up to me and I just made a little comment about Agent 99 because I really don't know how her personal life I don't think she's alive right now because that show came out in the 70s or 80s so if she is she's definitely old but what she's doing in her personal life I do not know so if she may not be a straight woman please do not take offense because I didn't know that I was just in love with the character Agent 99 was cute That's all I'm going to say about that. All right. Anyway, I told you not to tell me that it was 100 years later. It was. 100 years. A whole century. Now, put this into perspective, if you please. We went from President 16 that's who was in power, if you please, around about the 13th Amendment. That was still Lincoln. He had not been assassinated yet. Or well, if he had, it been it was just after. So we're somewhere around 16 and 17. Now, here's the problem, pause. Because we want to go to the complete history of the American president, detailed biographies and history timeline or historical timelines from George Washington. To Joseph R. Biden Jr., Catherine Moore wrote this piece of business. And, and we want to put some things into perspective. Because uh, we're talking uh, when the this piece of business was signed, Abraham Lincoln was President 16. He died April 5, 1865. So it was right in the same time period as the passing of the 13, right? Okay, let's drop things. That's what happens when you get all cluttered and stuff, and all your papers and everything. You just start throwing stuff around. All right. So, we have to go from 16 to LBJ, who passed uh, the Civil Rights Act. LBJ. Now, to put into perspective, for those of you who may have this book, Abraham Lincoln is on page 178, 177 is when you start Abraham Lincoln. You don't get to LBJ in this book until 4.50. This is a thick piece of business right here. Between Abraham Lincoln and LBJ a thick piece of business. Now, you look at from President 16 to President 36. Oh, pause. I had to pick up my calculator. That is 20 presidents. And some of them had two terms. So you're talking 20 presidents. A generation is 20 years. You you get that, right? So that's two, four, six, eight. That is five generations. 20 presidents between the country declaring that black people are free. And between the country declaring that black people deserve rights let that just 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 on that for as my dear aunt mama stacy would say that right there that right there okay also a point that I want to I want to focus on is by the 1830s this prophetic tradition if you please or connection of same had some 1,500 local anti-slavery organizations, all with a combined 100,000. And I I, I don't want to say 100. I want to say 100, like my grandmama. 100,000 members. Now, what am I trying to point out in that? Is that, listen, if we all doing our own part, it doesn't matter if you don't go to the NAACP or the Southern Christian Leadership Conference or, or the Baptist Convention or the Presbyterian uh, uh, Women League of Women, the League Women of Voters, whatever, the, the, the Young Democrats. I don't give a rat's behind what all these organizations are. If you are doing what you believe, then you collect the people who are doing what they believe. And then we can put all the beliefs together. I make chicken, you make collard greens, she make rutabagas and the other person make fish fries. And the reality of it is when we all come together, we got one big gigantic meeting house. That's all united to do something as we would say or as I would say awesome sauce. And so you look at people like Sojourner Truth who was inspired by an evangelical missionary called Elijah Pearson, who took her into her home or into his home, should I say. Sojourner Truth, who had the reality, who had, this is what Sojourner Truth said. If the first woman God ever made was strong enough to turn the world upside down all alone, then these women together ought to be able to turn it back and get it right side up again. So, journal the truth. Now, you can take what you want by what that meant. The reality of it is, the power of people coming together can do a significant amount of goodness. Not only the power of women, but the power of the gays coming together, the power of the blacks coming together. Because somebody said at one point in time that that gay rights and women rights was a new civil rights and, and I even gawked at it but now we, we can we can see some we can see where this makes some sense. We're all being oppressed. We're all being told what we can and cannot do based upon one group of people who feel like they can have the power and the ability to control. And so we come together. Unite our voices and not just sit there and complain and moan and groan about what happened yesterday, but come up with solutions. Take what they did yesterday and effectively put it into practice today. Ooh, what a good world we could have. Does that make any sense? Hmm? Just, just pipe on that for a second. I want to uh, return uh, to when faith is forbidden. I want to read uh, day seven. I did not do day six. I skipped it. We will come back to that a little bit later. But I want to take some time to go to Turkey in 2010. I want to talk about a guy named Inman. Uh, Inman, uh, who... well. Let me let me just put the keybosh on this. Here was a guy who basically made up in his mind that he wanted to be the very best at whatever he did. He said it in the text when he was in the army. He told his. Uh, uh, it says when I when he was a soldier fighting in the Iran Iraq War. He told his commander to send him to the place where the fighting was the fiercest, The place where he could be a martyr for his country within 24 hours. Uh, And when he was a thief, he was driven to be the best thief. Stealing things other thieves had tried and failed to snatch. And when he was a drug addict, he wanted to be the best drug addict. He wanted to use every drug available, and he wanted to use more of each drug than anyone else was using. Whatever he was doing, he was driven to be the very best at it. Just let that put into your pipe and smoke it. The other thing that I want, why, 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 why? Why do I want to talk about that? Because of the rest of this story? No, please. If you want to, voice of the martyrs, Todd Nettleton, when faith is forbidden, 40 days on the front lines of persecuted Christians, you can get a which one. But here's where I realize this, that a lot of us are wandering in the wilderness, trying to figure out our purpose, our mission, trying to figure out what we are supposed to do in this, this new world, if you please. And what Mr. Nettleton helped us realize from this gentleman, and I want to skip down. He says, when Enman opened his eyes, he sensed the power inside of him saying, it's finished. Your old life is finished. Enman was a new creation. Now, this is where I want to point. That that that's how he got saved, if, if you ask asking. How he how he became a follower of Christ for all the, the people who talk about. It. Don't say all that Churchillese. Here's what I want to point out. Enderman had wanted to be the best soldier he could be, even to die as a martyr for his country. And then he wanted to be the best thief. And then the best drug dealer. Or drug addict, should I say. He wasn't a dealer, he was an addict. Now he found Christ and that competitive fire was turned in a new direction. That, 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 that right there, get your little pins and your little marker and, and write that that competitive fire was turned in a new direction. That's what I want to focus on today. Whatever you are doing Now Can be used To make the world better If you are a seamstress People need clothes If you are a cook When we have meetings People need to be fed If you know how To drive People need things delivered Whatever you are doing Whatever you're good at, the opportunity now is to find how to take what you are passionate about and make it make sense in the betterment of our culture. Now, what does that mean to NFK? And I'm going to get out your hair. Because I would like to challenge people. When you go to Texas, you know about Joel Osteen. You know about T.D. Jakes You may be a little bit more uh, Less about Dr. Marcus D. Cosby But you probably would know about Will Avenue You also when you go to Texas You might know about the Church Without Walls uh, um, That tall guy I can't think of his name Lord have mercy on my soul What's that tall guy's name That pastor out there Uh, uh, Wes Pastor Wes hmm When you go to Georgia, you know about Dr. Jamal Bryant over there at the New Birth Missionary Baptist Church, who he took over from Bishop Eddie L. Long, who you know about as well. Maybe not in a light that we would like for you to know him, but you know him. You might know about uh, Dr. E. Dewey Smith over there at the House of Hope. You probably know about Creflo Dollar over there trying to get you some money. Trying to get your money So he can get him a plane Remember Yeah uh huh He's over there World changes And you might know uh, That other guy Word of faith Can't think of his name He's Bishop somebody Lord Can't think of that man's name But I'm looking at him right now You might know him When you come to Virginia I want to ask you a question What pastor do you know Now Now Don't Don't I know my pastor Okay cool Great You an insider But when people come To Norfolk What pastor do they know? And how many pastors do you know are operating out of the prophetic tradition? How many pastors do you know are doing what is necessary to preach the gospel of not only. What did she say she was doing down here? She said that she wanted to preach the gospel and slavery, the truth about the gospel and the truth about slavery get your pen and write that down where, where was that the truth about the gospel mm-hmm. and slavery i i got that mocked how many people are doing that and when we only talk about slavery in 1962 let's talk oh excuse me no well i'm talking about 18 but you know 19 19 works too 62 was a problem But we want to talk about what was going on in 2022, 2024. And and, and more importantly, we don't want to talk about it. We want to do something. So I'm challenging the pastors here in the state of Virginia, in the city of Norfolk, Virginia, to come together young people to come together to get out there and start organizations within your church if you already got them then great let's know they exist so that we can some of us can be a part of them i'm not saying you're not doing it here's the point that i want you to make up before you get an attitude with me don't don't get your feelings i'm not saying you're not doing it i'm saying we don't know about it let's make sure we all know what's going on, where we fit, how we can be a part, how we can get plugged in. That's what I want to talk about. How we can be modern abolitionists. And we're not just talking about fighting against the system of oppression and slavery and all that good junk. We're talking about modern issues that we haven't even dived into yet, that people don't know how to fill out ballots. Simple ballots that people don't know how to even understand what voting is about. What is a Democrat? What is a Republican? What are their views? How do those views connect to me? How do those views, uh, what's in it for me politically? How do I infect the political system? How do I infect the local municipal system? I still go back to those those boards. It's only like five of us. It may it may be 15 boards. I'm, it's more than that. But let's just say there's 15 boards. You know how many people up there come from the poorest side of the town, from the minority side of the town? 15. Maybe 20. Maybe. Now now before you ask, well, fifteen boards and twenty people on them. That's a good number No it's 15 boards These boards can run anywhere From from 5 to 10 To almost 20 deep So if you got 15 boards that's 20 deep And you only got 20 people From Go get your 15 boards times 20 deep Is 300 people And we only got 20 Huh Think about that that's 280 out there. That ain't us. They don't think like us. They don't feel like us. They don't understand like us. In a city that is 50% minority. At least 50% minority. Or if not 50. Certainly close to it. There only 20 people on those boards. That's the new. That's the modern abolitionist. That's the modern Sojourner Truth. And the modern which should be the modern evangelical missionary Elijah Pearson? Hmm. I would like to. T- I would like to submit that to you for consideration today. Would you think about that? Wherever you find yourself, not only in this city, but wherever you find yourself in the state of Virginia, in the DMV, around the world for that matter, there's some troubles going on in your neighborhood that 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 might fit in this category. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you. All right, let me get on out your hair. Yeah. I do so by thanking you on behalf of the platform which you've chosen to consume this for doing so. I thank you for doing whatever's necessary to make sure you get these pieces of business each and every time they're released to the Internet. That is completely awesome sauce. And I thank you because you do these three things right here. You care for your friends and your family. You share with your communities. And most importantly, you pray. Not just for the people who lace up the uniform of these states united, but civilized and uncivilized nations all over this world. They got kids too, I tell you. And we do this again. Lord willing, that crick don't rise. Until then, may the good Lord watch between me and thee, wise we's absence, one from another. Ladies! following program was provided by Hey, It's EDB. This collaboration of individuals and ideas seek to better educate, engage, and most importantly, empower the least among us. Also, music was provided by NCS, No Copyright Sound, whose mission is also empowerment of creators through royalty-free and no copyright music. Thank you for being a part. Thank you for checking all sources out online. And most importantly, thank you for being you.